Hello, hello, beautiful people. I know, as pointed out by a friend of mine, I'm late. Um, you know, life happened. Life just happened. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, like, in the theme of the podcast, this is not an apology. Life happened. I have to be honest, before I started this podcast, I don't know why I thought it would be so easy. I have to give it to people who do this as their full-time job because it is a lot. But I'm thankful and so grateful that I have this platform to use an, as an outlet for my life. Um, this is like my second or maybe third attempt at recording this particular episode. As I said, life, it's been a lot. Like second year really and truly just didn't have no qualms with just, you know, slapping me and just, yeah, I just wasn't expecting it between school all the papers I have to write, all the readings I have to do and work. Just like, I just have to be really careful with like how I plan my days. And I'm really trying to just like be very careful and be very intentional about planning my days and my weeks so that I can like have like a set time every two weeks. Or like one of my friends gave me this idea. I, um, I think like Jay Shetty does it. But obviously he's like, a you know, on another level, but he records more than one a day so maybe that's something I might try as well I don't know but um updates in my life as I said second year I'm like a month in like at this point and it's it's you know it's it's grad school so yeah I think that's that's all I have to say about it it's just been something um I've been listening or I had been listening to the new burner boy album on repeat um and I know I'm late but it's awesome and that was then um it's interesting because when I was initially supposed to record this episode, which was, you know, three weeks ago at this point, I was still binging Chicago Fire, but I have since moved on, since moved on to, I had moved on to Empire, and then I was doing, watching nothing, and then all my shows came back at the end of September, so I've been watching those. Life has been mad, as I said, but um, I had said I was going to do this thing where at the beginning of every episode I would give you beautiful folks like three or however many things I had learned from whatever show I was watching at the time. And since I was watching Chicago Fire, I decided I would just do three things, um, like quotes or lines I heard that really stuck with me. Um, so the first one is, every time I make progress, they move the goalpost. Now, I don't remember which character said this, but honestly, it resonates with me. I feel like especially where I am right now in my life with this whole adulting thing, such a scam, by the way. But it's like every everything I feel like I have to finally, like every time I feel like I've finally done all the things on my list, they just add more. Who is the day? I don't know. But I'm trying very hard to be grateful for the long list because some people don't even have the opportunity to have the things I have on my list. Um, the second thing is dark skies don't always mean rain. Confession alert, I am a warrior. For the longest time, I thought it was like part of my DNA or something. I'm glad to say I'm getting better, better at it. And I think it is because instead of running away from it, I've decided to embrace it and just work with it. But being a warrior means basically any signs of dark clouds, dark skies, and I'm panicking. For example... Like a week and a half ago, I bought myself a new laptop after like six months of saying I needed to buy one. And I bought it and it wasn't working. And Apple support people were like, oh, you might have to take it in for servicing. And of course, I'm like, 
my blood is pumping, my heart is rating, racing, my mind is just like, but, but I just took it in for service in February and paid like $500. God, why is this happening to me? Melodramatic on my name, like going to like the worst case scenario. But then I'm like, okay, when I calm down, so I take deep breaths and I go into the service place. And long story short, it's fixed in like 20 minutes, no payments, and I'm on my merry way. Dark skies don't always mean rain. The third and final one is hope is hard to find when you lock it out of your mind. I think in some ways this is also related to the second one. Sometimes I think we get so obsessed and consumed with all the wrong and horrible things going on in our lives that we aren't able to see past them and almost like we are blocked to the possibility of hope. I got on a gratitude app maybe like two weeks ago at the recommendation of a friend and it's amazing. I'll put the name in like the description for this episode but it's basically just called gratitude. You can just go to the app store. And it's forced me to con- continually open the door to hope in my mind because even when I'm having a quote-unquote horrible day, I'm intentional about still creating a gratitude post. So those are the three things brought to you by Chicago Fire. So down to this episode. This episode title is brought to you by my roommate Irene, who used the phrase child of the world when we were having one of our many, many reflections one evening. The other day, another friend of mine who I had not spoken to in a while, she messages me out of the blue with a beautiful smile. Um, I replied the message. We went through the usual, hey, how are you? What have you been up to? How is life? And what have you? And then she goes, hope you are not feeling too lonely, Sha. And and honestly, it shocked me. And then I replied with something along the lines of, the first six months were hard, but I definitely... I, def- I definitely felt disconnected, like everyone is just out there living their lives without you, but I thank God for the friends he has given me. And it was interesting because I have a friend who had just recently moved to a new city for grad school and had called me asking me similar questions maybe like a week before that. Let's call her Gina. <laughs> so Gina has recently moved and is feeling really overwhelmed and so she calls me asking me to confirm and validate her feelings in some ways because like she like I've gone through the same thing and you know we get to talking about what does it mean to move to a new space and how it, it really is a very very lonely experience and you know it I think for me I was just glad I could validate some of what she was feeling because I, when I moved, I didn't necessarily have anyone to validate those feelings for me. And it was just like I was feeling all these things and I couldn't really place why. Um, but le- honestly, I miss home. Like, I, I miss home. It is what it is. And I'm homesick, which is something I have not said in a long time. And, like, I'm almost, like, six years move, like that I've moved away from home. And the question I've been trying to wrap my head around is, like, why do I now feel so lonely? Like... You think about when you're surrounded by people but still feel alone. Like, what does that do to you? Because a friend of mine said this, when you leave your home country in search of a better life, you leave your support system behind. And then I moved again last year and I had to leave the one, the support system I had spent four years building. And it's interesting because said good friend of mine just came to visit. It wasn't too planned. It just worked out. Honestly, see God. And... I'd not seen her since I'd moved, so like a year ago, but it didn't really seem that way because, you know, FaceTime and such. But what I found after the five days she was here in the midst of my tears as she was leaving was that sometimes you just need the grounding to remind you who's in your corner and why you are doing the things you are doing. So the question I have is, 
what does all of this mean for a child of the world? And when I say child of the world, I guess I've started to refer to myself as that because like I've had to, and the thing is I haven't had to move that many times. I'm on my second move, I guess. Um, but I feel like over the past, even like if we're going back to like boarding school, so I was 11 then. So it's been like maybe 12 years of, you know, living out of, like, almost living out of suitcases and, like, moving constantly between, like, school and home and then moving to a new place, starting new programs, making new friends, forming connections. Like, what does that mean? What does it mean for a child of the world on your friendships, on your relationships with family, on feeling distant from the life you once knew, like, everyone is moving on without you, on feeling displaced? And it's interesting when you think of the notion of everyone moving on without you because like it's part of life right if you move away from somewhere the people you quote unquote left behind have to move on with their life because that's just how life is but then it's also interesting to see how that manifests in you now looking back at those people that you quote unquote left behind and something else I thought it was very interesting is nobody talks about the depression that you might feel after moving. You are bombarded with the ideas that you have to be grateful for the opportunities you are given, which is so true. But this bombardness means I can never talk about what I'm going through emotionally as a result of the move. Nobody talks about what it means to move to a new place by yourself where you know no one and in some ways you're starting from scratch. Here's something else about being a child of the world though. So I had the opportunity to go to this Afrocentrism conference about two weekends ago. And honestly, it was just so amazing. I will give you a rundown later on, like in another episode. The planning that went into this was just wow. But what is interesting is, so my friend Amon and I have this thing called the fluff. And basically it refers to what she and now I call our insecurities. And... What I found is at the Afrocentrism conference, like the fluff, she came out full force and ready to party. I'm so embarrassed to tell you that before you know it, I was Googling the organizers and then on the LinkedIn of the organizer where I proceeded to read all of her achievements, awards, involvement, ETC. Suffice to say, by by that point, the fluff was almost too excited, jumping and screaming. The thing is, as a child of the world, I feel like I have this chip on my shoulder to do everything volunteer work, school, community engagements, and fitting social interaction there. And I find in recent years, I haven't felt as much pressure as I did when I first moved. But sometimes with events like this and just with stuff that happened in life, the fluff comes out and then I'm drowning. It's also interesting because you find that as a child of the world, there's an understanding, maybe subtle, that you come to the quote-unquote white man's land and almost in some ways distance yourself from where you're coming from because the whole point is to get a new understanding right but it's interesting because i started off the day at this conference with somewhat of shame for not being this authentic african quote-unquote whatever that meant but again with this theme of being intentional and changing perspective i found that by the end of the day instead of being even more ashamed i found myself just so empowered and inspired to take the next step in what i guess you could call my identity journey Ultimately, like the conversations were rich. There was a basic understanding in that space of what it meant to be African or black or an ally in these predominantly Eurocentric spaces. And that fueled me. It fueled me to really dig in on what it means to be a child of the world and what it means to, you know, figure out where I come from and and 
all those things that I've been reflecting on lately. And, you know, ultimately, like, I can't even lie. I've been feeling very lonely. And I don't think, it didn't strike me until my friend came to visit and then my mom also came to visit and then all of a sudden I'm bombarded with all these feelings that I'm not used to because if I'm being very honest, I don't think I've ever felt this homesick before. Maybe like my first year of boarding school, but I was like 11 and now I'm almost 23 and now I'm finally feeling homesick and it it really makes you like reflect on like your positioning like what is it about where I am right now that is bringing up all these feelings and again is this idea of I'm I'm lonely but I'm constantly surrounded by people so like how does that how does that work like for example Christmas is coming up and I've never spent a Christmas or a new year alone I've always been somewhere but now I'm like I'm trying to navigate the idea of being by myself and it honestly scares the living daylights out of me and not because I can't do it because I can but there's just something about it that's completely nerve-wracking and I think it goes back to this idea of like I I don't know not wanting to be lonely but like and another thing I find interesting is I'm homesick but for which home is it the home I knew for 17 years of my life for 17 years of my life or is it the home in the people I the home in the people I had, you know, come to love and the family I had made for myself in Baltimore, like, which home am I missing? I don't even know, but there's just, there's something missing and I don't think I've fully come to terms with what it is. Um, but that's how I'm feeling right now, um, about just what this past year has been and where I'm at now um and another interesting thing i found and i think i shared it at the conference with someone who i'd met was i felt as if i'd it's almost like i'd been living my life driving like 150 miles per hour speeding to where i don't know and i found that i just i had to pull on the emergency brake because it was like i somehow knew i was about to fall off a cliff without even realizing that's where my trajectory was going. And now that I've pulled this emergency break, I'm not really sure what to do with it because like, where, like, where do I go from now? Like from here, like, where do I go? Like, I, I don't even, the thing is, I don't even know where I was going driving that fast. But now that I've pulled it, I suddenly have to reflect on what that means for me moving forward. And, you know, a lot of people keep asking me like, oh, what are your plans for after your program? Like, are you going to move? Are you going to stay? And to be honest, like, at first, I remember I used to say, no, I I don't think I'm ready to move again. Like, I just moved. I just settled in. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, what if I did move? I, I feel like there's so much uncertainty in my life right now, which is something I've, I've never really been good at handling. Um, But I'm trying to be really, again, intentional and just, like, really stay in the moment and just be grateful for the opportunities I have. But I'm also finding that my ability to be grateful and to rest in that gratitude does not neglect or doesn't overshadow like the feelings, like maybe the sad feelings I have. Like I don't have to ignore my feelings of, in this case, loneliness or sadness or whatever, just because I'm trying to be like grateful. I think it's, I don't think they're two mutually exclusive concepts. I think they, they kind of, have to balance each other out almost or maybe not balance each other out but I I think it's it's worth 
you know, reflecting on both and figuring out how to navigate that, um, uncertainty and that like duality almost. Um, but a follow up something, or maybe not a follow up because I don't think I've mentioned this, but, um, I've been really thinking on this idea of like my identity journey and I've given homework for myself, um, to do the research, um, using the things I love doing. So like watching videos, reading books, this one might be a bit harder for me because I need to get back into the swing of actually reading, but basically my sights are set on the future, my future that exists with me searching for the knowledge I feel like I've been craving for so long about, you know, who am I, like, where do I come from? And I think answering those questions, um, will in some way like clear out the uncertainty about moving forward especially like where do i come from definitely but especially the like the question who am i i feel like answering that question although i don't think it's like a one like a simple answer i think just the process of answering that question will really like push me i guess or project me into like whatever i do after this um Last note, in my mental health class, because I'm taking this mental health class, we were talking about depression maybe two weeks ago. Um, Suffice to say, I was a bit triggered. Differences, they were talking about differences between depression and grief um, and the differences between depression and sadness. Um, And we watched this video and there were some things that really stood out to me. Um, One of them was the fear that you don't deserve help, so you don't seek help. And um, maybe there's like a shame to it almost, I find. And I, I think I've said this on this podcast before about how I genuinely do not, I like hate, it's a strong word, but I will say, I, like I hate look like asking people for help. And I never thought about it as a fear of maybe not thinking I deserved help. So that was, and I don't know if I would say that's mainly why I don't like asking for help, but I think it's, it was important for me to know that that was a possibility. Um, and it's like, I don't know. There's also like a guilt for wasting time in being depressed. Like I should just be able to snap out of it. Like, why do I, why do I feel this way? Like I have so many things to be grateful for. Like I'm wasting time. Um, and I don't know. It's hard to get people to understand what is happening. Like it, like, I, I don't know. Like I've, I don't know, like, it's like, you look fairly normal on the outside, but how do you feel on the inside? And why do I bring this up? So I spoke about how I'd not had many of my episodes in a while, but I had one about two weeks ago and it was hard. Like I was in bed, lights off, phone and laptop on do not disturb, doors locked. And I found myself on the floor of my room one morning and I sobbed, like actually sobbed for 15 minutes straight. And I couldn't tell you why and I couldn't tell you how I stopped. And that class, that mental health class on depression really made me take a a step to just think about like, what does it mean when you've gotten to the point where you're sobbing on the floor and you don't know why and you don't know how you stopped? I'm grateful for the people God has placed around me because they were able to help me in the moment to see past it. But I think I've spent a lot of my life just skipping the hurdles instead of actually, and I think I've, I've come to the point where I have to like almost like almost drive 
drive into the wall head on if that makes any sense because i think skipping over things in life and not actually dealing with them it, after a while and i think i'm at that point where the defenses i thought i had don't necessarily really work anymore um and ultimately i say this to say i i ended up going to the health and wellness on my school's campus and i went for a counseling session and I'd been procrastinating, I'd been procrastinating probably like since like January. Um, and I think I needed just like that push um, within myself, honestly, because you can tell someone to go, but they, they go when they're ready, right? Um, and it, it was actually really good. Like, I'm really glad I went. Um, basically, if you listen to it to this point, thank you. <laughs> Um, that's kind of how I've been feeling over the past two weeks and as, I, as I've said multiple times this podcast is really just an excuse for me to talk to a mic that does not talk back to me um, with that being said if I said anything there are no questions this week if I said anything um, during this episode that you know resonated with you or something you want to discuss um, please 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 do not hesitate to message me on Instagram or on Twitter or just However you, however you feel like you, you can, um, all the social media information is in the description box. Um, and these next two weeks, do not forget to be on a board.